Here First is sponsored by UCS Healthcare, offering compassionate healthcare for all. Learn more about their services, including statewide access to medication-assisted treatment for alcohol and opioid use disorders at ucsonline.org. Today is Thursday. It is the 8th of September. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. The latest test scores from Iowa public schools show that there has been improvement in math and English, but there is still some ground to make up to match pre-pandemic results. The Iowa statewide assessment of student progress is conducted every spring for students in 3rd through 11th grade. In math, statewide proficiency scores remain lower than they were before the pandemic, but there were gains compared to last year up through 7th grade. In English language arts, most grades showed progress beyond pre-pandemic levels. However, scores declined from last year past ninth grade. Iowa Department of Education Director Ann Lebo said in a statement that the scores are moving in the right direction in most cases. Lebo says the data will help determine where to target relief funds to address learning loss going forward. Iowa has started receiving the latest COVID-19 vaccine booster doses. IPR's Natalie Krebs tells us experts say Iowans should consult with their doctors to determine the best timing for this latest booster. The newest mRNA COVID-19 vaccine boosters from Pfizer and Moderna are different. They're bivalent, meaning they offer protection against two strains of the coronavirus. Federal guidance recommends those 12 and older get the shot at least two months after their last dose. But Leah Veach, an infectious disease specialist with Unity Point, says people who have recently gotten another booster or had a COVID infection could wait a little longer. Sometimes people hear that two-month interval and think, oh my goodness, I need to get it right at two months. It's just important to realize that that's a minimum and that it's absolutely fine and maybe slightly beneficial to wait a bit longer than that. Federal figures show 63% of all Iowans have received their initial vaccinations against the virus, but only slightly more than half of this group has received their first booster dose. Staying on the topic of COVID, state officials are reporting a drop in the number of reported positive tests in the past week. Health officials in the state say more than 5,200 positive tests have been reported in the past seven days. That's a significant drop from last week's count of more than 6,000. Federal Health and Human Services officials report 270 Iowans hospitalized have tested positive for the virus. That's a slight uptick from last week's count of 265. State officials have confirmed an additional 28 deaths associated with COVID this week. Iowa's total death count is at more than 9,900. Many Iowa cities are taking money from Canadian Pacific in exchange for not opposing its $31 billion merger. IPR's Zachary Oren-Smith explains Iowa will see some of the largest rail traffic increases. Comanche's city administrator Andrew Keita has a picture on his phone. It's of one of the small town's seven railroad crossings blocked by a train. An ambulance driver took it on his way to deliver a baby. If all seven of those crossings are blocked, There are 409 households that have no means of egress to get out of the town. If they get stuck there for some reason and there's an emergency, their only means to get out of the city, out of that area and away from a disaster, would be via the river. That's the Mississippi River. Comanche is one of many Iowa towns that anticipates an additional 15 trains per day on average as part of Canadian Pacific's merger with Kansas City Southern. Keita said the money the railroad offered isn't enough to mitigate the problem more traffic will cause. This month, the Surface Transportation Board will hear public comment on the merger's environmental impacts. And the statewide median home sale price in July was nearly $240,000. That's a record high. 
Iowa Association of Realtors data shows just over 3,700 homes were sold in the state in July. That's a nearly 29% drop in sales volume compared to the same month last year. There was also a 22% drop in the number of Iowa homes listed for sale in July. This is Here First. This IPR podcast is supported by Cultivating Compassion, the Dr. Richard Deming Foundation, fostering causes that enrich the community, generate understanding, and cultivate compassion, including above and beyond cancer. This fall, Iowans will have a chance to vote on adding gun rights protections to the Iowa Constitution. The proposed constitutional amendment that's on the ballot could hinder future attempts to pass gun control laws in the state. IPR state government reporter Katerina Sestarek is here to explain. Hello, Katerina. Good morning, Clay. What does this proposed constitutional amendment say? It says... The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The sovereign state of Iowa affirms and recognizes this right to be a fundamental individual right. Any and all restrictions of this right shall be subject to strict scrutiny. So voters can vote yes or no on adding those words to the Iowa Constitution. And there are three other states that have passed similar constitutional amendments. All right. This strict scrutiny kind of stands out. What does that actually mean? When people believe that a law is violating their rights, they might bring a lawsuit in court seeking to overturn that law. And then courts have different tests they use to decide if the law should stand or be struck down. This is what University of Iowa law professor Todd Pettis says about the test called strict scrutiny. It is the the toughest test, the most skeptical test that you can ask of a restriction. In this case, it means any state laws that are seen as restricting gun rights would be more likely to be struck down by a court. Okay, I remember hearing in June that there was a big U.S. Supreme Court ruling on gun rights. Does that change any of this here in Iowa? It does. Todd Pettis, the University of Iowa law professor, says that decision accomplished a lot of the work that the National Rifle Association and other gun rights activists were trying to do with the proposed constitutional amendment in Iowa. He says that even if Iowa doesn't amend its constitution, gun control measures would still face a very tough path if they're challenged in court because this decision makes it more likely those laws would be overturned. If voters choose to amend the Iowa constitution, that would add a second hurdle that gun laws would have to jump to survive. Okay, so who is just still pushing for this amendment then? The Iowa Firearms Coalition still wants this to pass. They point out that Iowa is one of six states that don't mention gun rights in their constitution. And the Iowa Firearms Coalition lobbyist and board member Richard Rogers says this recent U.S. Supreme Court decision means the strict scrutiny portion of the amendment mostly won't matter for now. But he says the amendment is still important. The strong protections provided in this amendment will serve as a belt to the suspenders of the federal Second Amendment should current understanding of its provisions be altered or ignored in the future. There are also the Republican lawmakers who voted several times over the past few years to put this language on the ballot. And they've already done a lot to roll back gun regulations since Republicans got full control of the state government in 2017, like last year when they got rid of the requirement to get a permit to purchase or carry a handgun. Let's talk about some of the opposition to this amendment. Who is opposing it and what reasons are they giving for that? There are a bunch of groups that advocate for reducing gun violence and reducing violence in general that are against this. I talked to Isha Bolar, the co-executive state director for March for Our Lives Iowa. She says that the constitutional amendment would make it virtually impossible to pass gun control laws in the state. And she says gun violence is becoming closer to home with shootings that have happened in the past year outside of East High School in Des Moines and a church near Iowa State. 
So now is the time for the Iowa le- legislature to be doing something preventative about gun violence when instead we're going the complete opposite direction. Folar says she also hopes the vote on this amendment will send a message to state lawmakers that Iowans don't want to keep seeing gun regulations rolled back. All right. Finally, Katerina, can you give us just a quick reminder on how people are going to vote on this? Give us the rundown. Election Day is November 8th, and early voting starts October 19th, and voters can request an absentee ballot now through mid-October for those who want to vote by mail, Um, and this amendment will be on the back of the ballot. All right. It's on the back of the ballot. Remember to turn it over when you vote. IPR state government reporter Katerina Sestarek, thanks so much. Thanks, Clay. This is Here First from IPR News. You can find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters. Thanks for listening.